Hello. Hello. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. We are back. Yes, ma'am. As, as always. As mm-hmm. <laughs> tinsel Town Tea, the tinsel of the town of the tea. That's right. And we are back with another amazing episode reviewing another amazing movie. We are so excited yes. to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all probably done seen the title of the episode. We're reviewing Concrete Cowboy that yes. uh, premiered on Netflix. Yes. Second. Mm-hmm. And you, will, I was going to say something about it, but I'll wait until the yes. pandemic. Yes, we will. But anyway, so yeah. Um, what we do here is <clears throat> we talk about the film and TV industry. We're two Black female screenwriters. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just like to talk about the industry and yep. screenwriting. So sometimes we do reviews, sometimes mm-hmm. we do scripts. Sometimes, what else do we do? We um, interview sometimes. Yep, we do interviews, Mm -hmm. resources to help you guys navigate the industry and navigate screenwriting and learn screenwriting. We do the whole shebang. We do news, Mm -hmm. um, only black and brown news, mostly black, um, Mm -hmm. about, you know, what's going on in the industry with our folks. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we also start with our Would You Rather and Judith is going to take that away. Yes, yes. So, uh, would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page oh, or <laughs> bite your tongue every time you eat? Oh, Lord. Yep. Both of them things hurt. Okay. The worst. <laughs> kind of. The Both worst. of them things hurt. And I don't want none of that to happen. Ooh, not Nan. <laughs> not Nan. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want none of that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I guess I would just do a paper cut mm-hmm. because biting my fucking tongue hurts and I eat every hour. So I, I mean, doing that every hour, like I. Mm-mm. So I'll get a paper cut, and the way I will get around that is I will just get ebooks. So I don't have to ever turn a page. And then if I ever have to actually turn a page in real life, I'm just going to take that L, have mm-hmm. band-aids on deck, <laughs> uh, you know, peroxide or whatever the gals use to clean their wounds. And <laughs> that's just what I'm going to have to do because I can't, mm, I eat mm-hmm. too much be mm-hmm. by my tongue. That shit hurts. Yeah, okay? shit it's hurts. very painful. I mean, both yeah. hurt really bad to me. It's yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh again, I'm gonna have to go with the paper cut rather than biting my tongue. And because I just feel like it hurts more, but also I truly enjoy eating. So I I do not want that experience to be ruined for me. Like every time I taste something good, I bite my tongue. I was like, no, that's not of the Lord. So I would, that is not of the Lord. Yet. No. And yeah, I would have to go around with ebooks, but also I would just, if I could get like gloves and maybe like sticky, you Ooh, know, like okay. turn the pages and stuff, you know. Okay, stipulations, I think. Yeah. I would try. <laughs> it would it'd probably be some magic where every time I touch the page anyway, it'd be cutting me underneath. I'm like, dang. <laughs> you would see me blowing on the paper, like, <sighs> maybe I could turn it this way <laughs> i can just take a little paper clip and stick it and turn it right right I have to get real crafty on these holes because look mm-hmm. i don't want the paper cuts either now no them, mm. shit, them shits are like i they, don't know why the fuck they hurt they, so bad. yeah they hurt and they be bad. so deep they be Ooh. so deep like bitch what and it'd be so like 
you just, for me, I never expect the paper cut, even though I'm clearly turning the page. I never expect that it gets me. I feel all deceived and shit. Like, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like, Same. Like, I don't be, yeah, I don't be knowing, like, yeah. when it's got to happen. Shit's like sneak attack. Like, right. Disrespectful as hell. Like, damn, page, fuck you. Be crumpling up pages. Be like, <laughs> okay. But, you know, we're going to have to do the paper cuts. Yeah. So we're going to have to deal with it. And, like I said, peroxide yeah. on deck. What what else do girls use? Neosporin. Oh, sure. I, I don't really clean wounds. All of it. Days, but <laughs> all that. Clean wounds these days. <laughs> I have not cleaned a wound in God knows how long. <laughs> Knock on some wood. I don't get no wounds. Okay. I ain't got no wood. Mm, mm, mm. I hear that yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so on to our no better, do better. That's um, right. The tip that I have is adapt IP friends. I mean, it's a whole process to adapt mm. IP. You can't just do it. You can, but you can't expect to make money for it from it unless you do it legally the correct right. way yep. but as i feel like we've mentioned this a lot ip is where the money was at where the money was at where the money was at okay 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 because everything pretty much everything that y'all watch is adapted mm-hmm. from ip and y'all don't even be knowing it mm-hmm. i don't even be knowing it sometimes i'm thinking the original the time. screenplay facts I look it up. The shit is adapted from a damn book, from a damn Been poem, a book. another show from a comic, <laughs> an article, an article. Like, yes. Yeah. So a lot of the things that y'all watch, y'all don't even much know is adapted from IP. Mm-hmm. So like I said, that's where the money resides. That's where the bag is at. But like I said, it is a whole, and maybe we can do an episode about this, um, the process of how to adapt. That would be good. Like, it is a whole process, yeah. guys. You can, you can, you can <laughs> write something on spec off of ip mm-hmm. but it has to be just for you like you can't expect mm-hmm. to do something with it unless you've taken the correct precautions because yeah. you don't want to get sued yeah but, um, so the movie that we're actually talking about today cow concrete cowboy is adapted from ip it's adapted from a book mm-hmm. a novel called ghetto cowboy by greg neary so um yeah and like i said a lot of the shit that y'all watch adapted from ip sis or yep. sir so mm-hmm. get on it. I mean, there's so many good um, things already out there that have yet to be adapted mm-hmm. um, for the film TV medium. So mm-hmm. why not? Why not yeah. be the person to do that? But like I said, make sure that you're taking the correct precautions. And we're going to, we, you know what? We're going to do an episode about um, tips and tricks for adapting IP or the process. Mm-hmm. To help y'all out because like i said it is very it's a lot of legal and legality yep. and all that type of stuff when it comes to doing that <clears throat> so you want to keep your coins that you're going to make from adapting ip do it right yeah so, um yeah that's my no better do better for today no it's a great no better do better and especially with the industry particularly with the big um companies whether it's agencies or even um studios they own a lot a lot of ip ip is like and of course, legal legally, it's good to own your IP. Make sure you protect any of the work that you create, um, yeah. whether you're writing a book, whether you're writing a script, like make sure you do all the things, whether it's copyrighted, uh, register it with the WGA and all that stuff. Make sure you protect your um, IP because it's valuable. Um, if you have a good story, 
they can't make it unless you option the IP, meaning you, you, it's like you literally rent out your story to them for them to see if they can create. So yes, very complicated. Um, We'll get into a, we'll get into an episode (coughs) on that probably later on. Um, And that is a great, no better, do better. Well done. Co-host Corey. (laughs) All right, so now we gonna get into the news, baby. And as you all know, with this new segment, we get all of our news from Shadow and Act. If you don't know what Shadow and Act is, it is an online publication dedicated to um, highlighting news in the industry for Black and Brown creatives. Okay, so. Uh, First piece of news coming out of Shadow and Act uh, this past Sunday um, was the SAG um, Actors Guild Awards. And Uh, I need to know. Yeah, me either. I was like, oh, okay. Um, But it was uh, good for people of color. So according to a Shadow and Act article written by Monique Jones, um, Bozeman, Davis, and Kaluuya dominate as all film acting categories were won by people of color. So that is a wonderful, wonderful headline. So Viola Davis, Daniel Kaluuya, and Chadwick Boseman were among Sunday's biggest winners winners at the SAG Awards. Um, Along with uh, Yeon Jun Jo, all four major acting categories for film were won by people of color. And I believe uh, Jean is the director of Nomad, uh, Nomadlands. Um, I'm gonna double check before uh, the end of the segment just to make sure I'm correct. So um, as we know, tragic, uh, tragically and sadly, Bozeman passed away um, in 2020 because <laughs> of colon cancer. But um, again, he left us a legacy of all of his work in such a short amount of time. He won the award for best lead performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom with Viola Davis winning the award for her lead role in the same uh, film. I couldn't even watch the whole thing because of it, but I did watch a good portion of it. Um, and they both were brilliant. (laughs) They were brilliant point blank period. Um, And actually this marked the first time in years that uh, the top acting categories went to performers of the same film. So kudos to them. Um, Bozeman was the front runner and uh, they believe that, um, you know, it gave uh, Viola Davis a boost, but um, honestly, I just, they're both fucking great actress, actors and actress. And um, you know, Davis fucking deserves, uh, but they think it will give them a boost towards the Oscars. Um, Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor in his role for uh, playing Black Panther leader Fred Hampton and Judas and the Black Messiah. Great movie. We reviewed it. If you missed that, go back to a couple of past episodes. It is well worth the, rock, the watch. Um, and another um, notable wins was the cast of The Trial of the Chicago 7, which uh, won, uh, won, earned them, excuse me, the award for Outstanding Performance by a Cast and a picture um oh and forgive me um yawn uh, uh for her performance role in uh uh Min- minari i've never heard of that movie but congratulations uh to her um i'm gonna look up real quick y'all um this uh yun jun uh Zhang, uh forgive me if i am enunciating your name awfully please forgive me um uh yeah she is a south korean actress and yeah this was in a film of minari so she was a star and she was recognized for her work so shout out to you sis 
Um, well done. Um, also, stop Asian, Asian hate. We're just going to throw that out there. Um, stop. Period. Point stop. blank. It's not acceptable. And I'm glad she got her um, flowers and her awards. All right. Next um, piece of news, which is good. A Euphoria star Storm Reed celebrates because she got into USC. Uh, she got accepted. Congrats, sis. Um, the actress. You know, I mean, she's been, you know, she's been doing a little bit of work. You know, if you don't know her, uh, she was in Ava DuVernay's A Wrinkle in Time. Um, she was in um, Invisible Man. Of course, Euphoria, as they said at the top. And when they see us, um, she posted the video. I mean, already. I see that girl all everything. I swear to God. Ready. I, I mean, wow. What a resume. My God. Because <laughs> like, I swear what? every time I turn something on, I see Stormy Reed. I said, girl, I'm scared of you. Go ahead. So yeah, um, she was on Instagram and she waited before she got home. She was like, gotta see if she got in. And uh right when she uh opened it up, she was like, We got in USC, baby. That's right. The actress, you know, she's again by the age of 13 she was in um starring in a major motion picture with Ava DuVernay's A Wrinkle in Time and had the nerve to receive well wishes from those of like Viola Davis and Oprah Winfrey when you got the like legendary aunties calling you talking about congrats to getting in I mean I would just truly um fall out just truly <laughs> just Done, done. So, yeah. So many congrats to Storm Reed. Continue that education at USC, girl. Whatever you go into, I know you're going to shine and do well, honey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. The next news, more um, Black queens out here getting roles. We have uh, Sky Jackson and Paris Jackson, uh, as we know. No relation, uh, but Paris Jackson is Michael Jackson's daughter, yes, uh, joined Tulu High School comedy film Sex Appeal. So uh, this uh, was written by Monique Jones. Uh, Sky Jackson is joining the cast of Hulu's upcoming high school comedy film, Sex Appeal. Jackson joins um, Mika Abdallah, uh, Jake Short, Margaret Cho, shout out to the legendary um, comedian, uh, Paris Jackson, Rebecca Henderson, Rebecca Henderson. I don't know why I'm adding R's to things. I don't know what it is. Like, I just like transported to like Boston, just random R's in random places. Please forgive me. Um, and Fortune Team Themester, who is also a good comedian, are in the film. The film will be written by uh, Superstore uh, writer uh, Tate uh, Hanyok and directed by Talia Osteen. Um, and Hanyak will also serve as the executive producer. So basically the film follows an overachiever named Avery, whose long distance boyfriend decides he wants to make their relationship more sexual at the upcoming STEM conference. Now y'all know y'all need to be studying this STEM now. You know, we need more um, black and brown um, people in STEM. Y'all planning right. sexual activities. Really Come on, not in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As she set out uh, to master her sexuality and study the mechanics of love, she realizes that relationships require less science and more heart. So that is the film's description. The film will be produced by American High, including Jeremy uh, Jerelick, uh, Ryan Bennett, and Will Bell. So this looks like it'll be cute. Good for them. I'm excited to see uh, what Paris Jackson goes in here. Um, yeah, so yeah. I've, acting, I've never seen her. Do. Yeah, I'm I don't gonna double check do anything. So, yeah, 
that's true i'm gonna double check um also that Par- it's michael jackson's paris jackson but i mean that's the only paris jackson i know so sure yeah, it is. yeah in the article it didn't like specify but um that i would only i would only assume that um okay moving on i'll make sure to uh clarify that at the end for y'all uh then it is okay michael okay there it is there you have it folks um yeah and other news um as we're going to talk about later uh concrete cowboy and the equalizer star uh lorraine toussaint on seeing an inspiring uh, active change in Hollywood. So this is an article, um, it was written by uh, Brenda Alexander and basically Lorraine Toussaint, she's, I mean, her resume long, super long in uh, this industry. She's great. Um, I didn't know she was a Trinidadian born actress. Work, come on Caribbean, work. Okay, I was like, okay, come on. I love Um, her. Mm. Truly. Um, So, including all of everything that's on a resume she's in the reboot of the equalizer which is now starring um queen latifah and it's on um cbs and of course she's in the movie that we're going to review today concrete cowboy and she sat down with shadow on act and just talked about basically how you know she she's seen sort of this inspiring change in in film um and excuse me television you know basically the fact that you know happy to see that we're going to see more female influence roles and particularly the reboot of the equalizer having queen latifah playing you know an action star is kind of fucking a, a big a big deal um she quote she quotes here um premiering right after the super bowl that was a real validation for cbs's belief in us we are surpassing their expectations of the show which is really terrific um i play i play aunt Vi, who sort of a young aunt and on this at the center of the show it's always an aunt it's always an auntie the great thing about it this is that the equalizer is derived from the franchise of three films and the difference between our show and the original franchise is that those guys were lone wolves they were uh psychologically really off of the grid and uh brooming male vigilant figures um so she kind of breaks down sort of the importance of it she was also in orange is the new black if y'all uh, remembered her in that which was yes. her role was amazing I hated her in that, though. oh my god she did it so well she played a butt. great villain my god come on Ranch. i love her but i wanted to slap her in that <laughs> the rain made me hate her which yeah the mark of great actress yes I she <laughs> <laughs> so yeah check out the article and uh congratulations to them um the equalizer is already picked up for season two so mm-hmm. they're out here working um and it's lovely just to see her like continue to flourish like every time i see her she looks amazing and of course her talent mm-hmm. speaks for herself so mm-hmm. shout out to her um and then we're gonna move on to um the last piece of news i don't know if you guys are big superhero fans i am not 
but I will be watching <laughs> this series. Um, so Loki trailer, um, Loki is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and um, Loki is like the God of mischief. For those of y'all who are deep in the MCU lore, you will know what that means. For those of us who do not, we just do not. And we'll just enjoy the ride, whether we well, want Loki to is, or not. Uh, oh, go ahead. I think Nordic mythology too. So he's yes. in Greek mythology. I think you're right. He's I think it's Nordic because Thor has some, yes, yeah, some relation to North, that. North mythology. Yeah, that's how I first knew Loki. I didn't know about all the Marvel shows. So <laughs> if you don't know about him from Marvel, y'all, it's okay. Yep, come uh, on, come on, coming through with the happy education. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the Loki trailer is out, which is, uh, of course, as you guys know, along with WandaVision and uh, the um, oh, that warrior show. I forget the name of it. Oh, forgive me, y'all. But um, yeah. Oh, excuse me. The Falcon and the Winter Sh Soldier. So that is another TV show on Disney Plus. And um, that follows Falcon and, of course, the Winter Sh Sol Sh Soldier. Hello. Hello. Um, so yeah, so Disney Plus and Marvel Studios, they dropped a first full trailer of Loki. And um, yeah, basically it follows that mythical character. Um, Tom Hiddleston returns to play the title character. He was also in uh, the movies as well. Um, he will be joined by Owen Wilson, Google Batham Raw, we love her. Uh, Sophia D. Martino, and this is why I'm watching. This is the only reason why I'm watching. I'm watching because Wumi Mosaku is going to be there. If you, I know that's right. If you don't know who Wumi is, she blew my motherfucking mind. I mean, she's been working for a long time. She's talented, a professional. I yeah. I am I apologize that I didn't know her beforehand, but um yeah she was in Lovecraft Country playing um just uh what is that child's uh Journey Smallest sister I forget the character but she Ruby, mother I think, I think yes come on and she mother she killed that role I truly don't understand why the awards are not flowing in her direction for the role that she honestly all the whole staff the whole fucking cast on that show we but, all like to know child truly I was like and if they're not gonna give it this his time house too, or his house yes it was on netflix that right movie yeah uh, I didn't even... little on that like why why is there no award in her hand for at least that like, i mean uh... truly truly so yeah i'm going to be tuning in to loki because of that gonna find uh somebody's disney plus login and gonna go ahead and watch Yes. So I am only excited for that. I am definitely one of those uh, Black people that be coming for Black characters only. And maybe I'll stay a while for the rest of it. But, you know, if I don't see myself, I'm more than likely I'm probably not going to watch it. My only exception was probably when I was a child and I was watching Golden Girls, but that's classic. So thank you for being okay. a friend. Oh, oh yeah. and it had the nerve to have a bop ass motherfucking opening credit song. That shit is legendary. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to be Sophia so bad. Anyways, <laughs> Wumi, we stand. I cannot wait to see the series of Loki just to see how brilliantly you bring your character to life. I know it will be brilliant. And if you guys, um, the, the trailer is out, take a look. And I'm glad she's in a superhero movie. And I'm glad Marvel is cutting her a check. It better be a big one. Uh, and I can't wait to see uh, Google as well. Ooh, child. Period. Points blank. 
All right. So with that, um, that is the news. We're going to take a quick break and yeah, we'll be right back with the main segment. Hey, y'all, we are back. We still learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are black and uh, we're going to get into this review. Um, Corey is going to help us, um, you know, talk about it. It's amazing. Take it away, lady. <coughs> Woo. I start off with call. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I told y'all before, we are reviewing the amazing movie Concrete Cowboy mm-hmm. that um, dropped on Netflix um, on April 2nd. Mm. So first of all, amazing. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what it is, uh, spoilers, bitch. So I'm going to go ahead and read the description for y'all. It's an American Western drama film with a predominantly, all, I mean, no, all black cast. Yep. Have you ever seen a Western with an all black cast? Let's yeah. talk about it. So it's directed by Ricky Staub um, from a screenplay by him and Dan Walsler based upon the novel Ghetto Cowboy by Greg Neary, which I mentioned before in the No Better Do Better. Um, so adapted from IP, guys. Mm-hmm. And it is a fictionalization of the Fletcher Street Urban Writing Club, which is a real um, writing club in Philadelphia. They're like, they are concrete cowboys. They're urban cowboys. Um, and there is a subculture of urban Black horse riding Yep. Uh, folks and cowboys in philly which is cool um a lot of people don't know because they think of philly they think of you know city hood right destruction despair but they, mm-hmm. no they have nope. cowboys they have stables and they have the fletcher street urban riding club so do not sleep on them we also included so the fletcher street urban riding club is a real thing in philly we included the link to their website in the description so you guys can learn more about them. Donate, please donate. Yes. Um, to this amazing organization. Um, just a little blurb about them. So they are basically a riding club. They're they're black cowboys in the um in the city, and mm-hmm. they teach kids how to ride. They take care of horses, and they keep a lot of you know black and brown kids out of trouble yes. by teaching them how to how to um, take care of horses and ride them, which I think is beautiful and yes. amazing and I stand. So definitely donate to this organization and learn more about them. Link is in the description. Fletcher mm-hmm. Street Urban Riding Club. So basically, mm-hmm. yeah, the movie and the book that this movie is based upon is based around this real riding club in Philly. Yep. Um. So it stars, <laughs> it just, <laughs> mm. the so amazing- and fine it is elba it stars a grown-ass kayla mclaughlin like i was not ready and how I, dare you grow up how dare you what? very disrespectful for him to be that grown okay. uh, it's it's too what? much he's it's doing the much. most too yeah. much <laughs> i can't well, i was so disrespected by the the grown man that was caleb in this movie unacceptable unacceptable <laughs> um and then Gerald Jerome yeah Gerald Jerome don't sleep on my boy okay Byron Bowers Lorraine who huh? okay just talked about who is the queen of all teams and all of it the fine ass Clifford method man Smith okay mm-hmm. Lee, mm-hmm. Dan- Lee Daniels also produced this mm-hmm. 
So shout out to him. Yeah. I also want to shout out to some other people that were in the movie. I've, I, Ivana or Ivana Mercedes, mm-hmm. Davinny De, De, oh, Young, and Peter Shields, mm-hmm. and Aiden White. Yep. Um, which I'll get into <laughs> later. They actually had some real people from the actual Fletcher. So some real writers. Let me say that. Yeah. Actual Fletcher Street Urban Writing Club in Philly. They were actually actors in the movie, which was amazing to me. Yes. I mean, what? That's cool. So talk yep. about being authentic and keeping mm-hmm. it real by having the actual people acting in the movie. And they did yep. amazing. They did. Like, they did amazing. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me that they were not seasoned actors. Like, so good. Had Grammy, I mean, not Grammys, had Emmys under their belt. Okay. I, mean, I stand. They did amazing. Child. If they're not signed now, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Somebody get them signed, okay? Because they deserve, okay? okay. Come on. I ain't playing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I said director, right, mm-hmm. written by, blah, blah. Okay, so let's talk about, real quick, the score. Yes. The score is, it is the music. Mm-hmm. Kevin Matley did the damn thing. This I mean, film well the most beautiful Gorgeous. score. The score at times, I cry like a baby throughout the whole movie, guys. <laughs> And it was the score that really got me there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So I wanted to shout him out. Great job. For, for this amazing, wow. Amazing score. It was beautiful. And then um, who else? The cinematography. Yes. Ooh, by beautiful. Inka Farthing Cole, who's a director mm-hmm. of photography. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. That along with the score made a beautiful, <coughs> amazing, impactful movie. Very intense movie as well. Casting by Lindsey Graham and Mary Vernieu. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. This cast was stacked. Mm-hmm. Production design, just set design. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, by Timothy W. Stevens. Art direction by Christopher Redman. Set direction by Michael Mizrahi. So shout out to all these people yeah. that made this movie come together. Wanted to shout them out first before we start getting into it because they did the damn thing. Yes. It was visually a beautiful movie. And a lot of times we don't acknowledge the crew. We only acknowledge actors, the writers, directors. We need to acknowledge the crew because they made this movie that much more better. Um, so shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's yes. get into our overall impressions of the movie. Um, I can start with mine. Loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loved it. Okay. So we talked about this when the news broke, I think last year, maybe two years ago, that this yeah. was going to be happening. And ever since then, I have been keeping an eye out and have been excited to watch it. It did not disappoint whatsoever. It was beautiful. I mean, an amazing story um, about an amazing subculture in Philly that yeah. actually exists. And I love a good uh, exploration of a subculture, but this mm-hmm. subculture is what I was excited about. Me being a country girl myself, um, even though they are uh, city cowboys, mm-hmm. I'm a country cowgirl. Mm-hmm. I used to have a horse, okay, cages, okay, for like maybe a couple months, and then we had to give it away. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I was very excited to learn more about this this group and what they do. And the story was beautiful. Um, There were some things I didn't like. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. And um, the cast. I mean, wow. 
Yeah. Everything, I think every little piece of this movie was was great and made it an absolutely amazing movie. I mean, yeah. I can say I cry like a baby. It was, it was, it was great. It was amazing. Yes. We'll get into the, the separate things, but overall, I absolutely loved it. What yep. do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was a very like well done movie and it felt like everyone on set, whether it came down to uh, the crew, whether it came down to the cast, took care of the film, right? It was it was done mm -hmm. with well care, it was well done. Um, it didn't feel like, you know, some haphazard thing threw together. It felt very intentional. It felt very, uh, yeah, and it, 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 it did. And one thing I really liked about it, and we'll probably get a little bit more into it. The first thing I noticed was the pace. I didn't feel rushed. You know what I mean? It was very like, we're going to take our time with this story and tell you what we're doing. There are certain scenes that they slowed down to have that sort of feel of like that emotional feel. Like, I'm not surprised. Like if you weren't crying or you felt um, you felt um, the weight, the weight of what uh, many of the characters were feeling. Um, and they did. I think that was a smart decision. Um, even like even to the lighting, uh, to, to where they were again, the whole cast and crew did an excellent job of giving you this film. And I think they did a smart job as Corey said before. So while this takes place, uh, at, uh, kind of surrounded, uh, by the Fletcher, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's up my throat, but the Fletcher, um, urban writing club, um, and they, they use the book to kind of go through the story. The book, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, was fictional while they, the story, I mean, the, the actual place was real. So the, the great thing was they had leeway to kind of play with the story, but they still framed it in this yeah. very real uh, community um, that highlighted uh, this you know, this uh, organization. And I think that was smart because we really were drawn in by the characters, but we never forgot what, what we were like celebrating and understanding, right? It wasn't like, you know, some horse story where we're like the overcoming of it. No, it was about the emotions of the people there. It was about the people. They kept it about the people and they did a great job. Again, beautiful shots, like just the juxtaposition of stables in North Philly. They made sure that it wasn't, it looked beautiful. Like it really did look beautiful and they took care of it. So that was my favorite thing about it. Great story, great film overall. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, tru truly, truly well done. They should be proud of themselves, honestly. Yes, mm -hmm. I agree. They definitely should be proud. Everyone that um, came together to make this movie should definitely be proud of what they produced. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a beautiful, like beautiful, amazing film. Mm -hmm. Very impactful to me and very glad that it was made for sure. Yes. Um, so in terms of story, I think you mentioned this as well. It's a, a fictional story that was based around an actual group. Mm -hmm. So someone made up this entire um plot line storyline characters and all of that um so i liked i liked the story of obviously we're taking this kid and bringing him to live with his dad so that he mm -hmm. can experience um this this culture this yeah. uh, horse riding culture but i mm -hmm. don't like 
I don't like, and I don't know if this goes into talking about character, but I don't like the roughness with which um, the the protagonist, which was Caleb McLaughlin's character, Coltry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way it was handled. Like, yeah. I don't like the way he was handled in terms of the story. Like, um, yeah, his parents treated him like shit. Like, both like of it. them treated him like shit, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just was not okay with that. The way his mom just dropped him off in the beginning. I said, bitch, what you doing in the dead of the night, child? Didn't even know if daddy was there or not. She dropped his ass off with a damn trash bag with his stuff mm-hmm. and said goodbye. Like, <laughs> did not like that. Like, could have found yep. a better way to make that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, because the boy didn't seem like a bad boy. Obviously, they started the movie off um, with him being expelled from school for fighting. Right. But even from there, I didn't see him as a bad kid. I just yeah. thought he was a trouble kid. Okay. Yeah. We like to call white little white boys trouble when they over here doing all types of malarkey. Having a bad day, you know. Right. They doing all types of malarkey. They could be trouble. Why can't we be trouble? Why can't mm-hmm. our black baby be trouble? So I didn't like the way the the story was handled in that aspect. Yeah. Um, it's kind of pushing this narrative of being like. <laughs> too too tough on yeah. our black kids especially our black boys yeah we need love okay yeah. we need yeah. support and we need to be i think showcasing that a little more in our movies so i think that they could have um obviously they were trying to teach the boy hard work i get it yeah i get it but it could have been a little bit more showcasing just some uh paternal and motherly love right or the main character could have shown that a little more Mm -hmm. um and I guess that goes into story yeah but um yeah other than that it was a very much coming of age story yeah um there were some things that were really like um to me kind of typical so Mm -hmm. they had to have the whole hood boy um yeah the nigga asked his friend and then the hood nigga gets shot because he in the street right drugs and i get it okay Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people who have been in that situation and i grew up around people like that Mm -hmm. but we don't have to keep pushing you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. that's not always gonna have to be the case yeah um but i get with it they're in philly so i get it but Mm -hmm. i don't know i was i was just looking for a little bit of something different we don't have to keep Mm -hmm. pushing the same stuff all the time that's fair but i get it Mm -hmm. i understand that setting that we was in I understand. But um, yeah, in terms of story, I think it was a, a cute little, not cute, but it was a nice coming of age story. Yeah. And you could definitely see the growth mm-hmm. within Cole. And did I really, I, I guess I saw a little bit of growth within uh, his father, Idris Elba, Hart's mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Hated the way he treated the boy at first. I was like, yeah. dang, like the no. boy was over here crying. So I was like, why do you hate me? And his that whole monologue where he talks about how he names him Coltrane, Coltrane. Hated that. I said, mm-hmm. this boy is crying because he thinks that you hate him. This is your child. And this right. is the best that you can muster. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I hate that. I felt like they could have done a little bit more. It's just, it's given me too much trying to portray this whole absentee black father narrative, mm-hmm. this whole um, cold a very non-emotional black father narrative which we need to flip that as well because mm-hmm. not all black dads are like that like mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. um i really think that was poorly 
poorly written and that was and that was my uh, opinion mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this boy was literally crying like why do you hate me blase blase mm-hmm. and he went in this monologue it was just very like dry to me there was no love no warmth mm-hmm. um but yeah I guess that's my only critique in story is they they relied a little too heavy on some stereotypes mm-hmm. but um other than that like I said I love the coming of age of it all yeah and okay y'all better get the way I'm going <laughs> yes um but yeah mm-hmm. I I I like the story and I like that they were able to make this whole story and make these whole characters based around real life actual mm-hmm. groups of of black concrete cowboys so what yeah you- yeah, I mean, I really, I guess going into the characters, I think the, I think it was like a well acted, like you were saying, um, they did embody, I felt like they did embody the characters. And then going back to the story, I agree. I think maybe they could have maybe switched up the sort of dynamics um, that they had, like, you know, the father being cold, um, understanding how the characters were, I could, okay, it's like, okay, the dynamic, I get it. Um I really love, okay, so yeah, with the characters, just going into it, um, I think when it came to the moments that were intense, everyone definitely did their job. Um, One of my favorite moments was when um, Idris played um, Harp, who was the father to Cole, um, played by uh, Caleb. And unfortunately, Caleb basically had gone missing after he saw his cousin Smush Uh, murdered in front of his face um and of course he knew where he was he found him like several days later in the stall in the stalls where um he had bonded with the horses that were also taken away and I think Caleb did a great job of not I think no I think Caleb did a great job of embodying not just the 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 sadness of losing his his cousin but the trauma right and in the scene you see his father doing the best he could to tend to him in this moment and that and that's probably the softest we've seen him in terms of (laughs) how he treated him he was like almost in a way that he he knew what this was right he knew this trauma he knew losing you know family members, um, you know, black, you know, and for black people, that is a very specific trauma as it relates to this country. And so I really love the way they picked up on that. And it was so intense. And honestly, after I I saw that, I just wanted to just grab him so bad. (laughs) I wanted to grab him so bad. He did not even uh, clean his clothes. He still had his cousin's blood on. He did not, he just could not even uh move because of the 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 weight of losing someone he loved loved so dearly so i think they they did that so well in terms of um the intimacy the um rawness they both were very raw in that moment and at the right moments you know what i mean and that is where i think the 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 movie shined it was in those moments those really raw moments where it's just like damn, baby, I just want to run into the TV screen and grab you up. Like, damn, like, this is this is so tough. Um, so yeah, in terms of characters, I think most everyone embodied those characters. I think they gave a little twist on Gerald Jerome's character. His name is Smush. They gave him a scene where, um, first of all, you see that Smush is about to get into, he's a drug dealer. So he's working for someone else and he's trying to like make more money 
on top of what the drug dealer has. So he um, essentially is stealing never from him. Never do that. I don't want no smoke from no drug dealer. I can't. I'm just glad, um, you know, California got these dispensaries to chat. I'm not trying to the uh, fuck. No, I'm not for that life. But going back to the scene, he, you know, there's a scene actually where it's just the two of them. You could tell like they loved each other. Like they were cousins, you know, mm-hmm. they were close, even though they didn't grow up together. They, you know, they were, they clearly had visited each other before and, and still like, you know, loved each other. So I think they did a great job with that. And uh, they were in um, Smush's apartment and he basically showed him, revealed to him why he was trying to get more money and be more aggressive um, on the drug sting. And that was because he wanted to buy land and have horses and, you know, it, you know, come to find out that Smush rode too and was a part of this, uh, the the Fletcher Riding Club. And, you know, he wanted to essentially like get out of the hood, get some land, like really like build and, and had aspirations. You know, I think a lot of times there's, like you said, it's portrayed like, okay, young, another black kid is, you know, taken because they got into the drug game and all that stuff. But they never showed the other side of like, why? Like, because the real fact is that is, economic prosperity in some of these places there is there isn't a path out of that a lot of times and if it is it's not a path that they know what they see and what you know you only see what sometimes you can only know what you've seen right or what you've you've known and so that's what it was and it was also endearing because it showed his dreams right like it showed that he wanted so much more for himself just like any other kid (laughs) like and sometimes a lot of times we forget that so I appreciated that moment because it put into context that this is a child right a lot of times with uh black and brown kids they're adultified real quick so whenever they're young they're not even looked at kids you know just like Corey was saying like you know uh little white boys can have a bad day shoot up a whole you know uh spa and there there's already sympathy there's already empathy for them already and if it's a, a black child because of the the way we've been treated they're already criminalized they're already seen as adults when in actuality these are children you know what i mean these are kids and so i appreciated that in that moment we see like these are kids trying to make it they don't know what the fuck they're doing they're trying to make it um even in the scenes where they were running away from the drug dealers they had these like really even though they were abandoned spaces and like you know like these concrete sort of like abandoned spaces that most people don't go to the uh again going back to the director of photography made them look gorgeous um so Um, yeah, all that to say, I really love the chemistry between Jarrell Jerome and Caleb. I love the chemistry. Well, I like certain parts of the chemistry between Harp and Cole, which was Idris Elba and Caleb. Um, yeah. And I also loved uh, the scenes with the Cowboys where they were just sitting yeah. around talking shit. Oh, there was an amazing scene where they had a race where they were, uh, racing, uh, the horses and that that scene was really really cool it was cool to see in this big field clearly in the city but they had enough land where they could just ride these horses and the community was going out having a good time like it was just beautifully shot and it was fun to see like you know the community just having a a great fucking time um so yeah so with that um going off of story from what you said i believe a lot of the characters uh did very well what'd you what'd you think of some of uh, the characters yeah, I I loved all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the actors really brought 
they did what they could with what they yes. were given and they did the damn thing That's okay mm-hmm. um everyone was amazing i like i mentioned before i love how they use actual fletcher yes writers as so good to play to play the, the cowboys in the movie mm-hmm. um where this movie shines is like you said where we're seeing raw authentic moments so the best parts of the movies are when we're actually seeing all the Fletcher Street writers together. Um, those are my favorite moments, mm-hmm. seeing everybody together and seeing them in their element and actually getting to see this whole, um, you know, black concrete cowboy culture, getting mm-hmm. to actually see that is where the movie shines. So those are the most amazing moments to me, better than yeah. dramatic stuff, um, which they got to dramatize. Yeah. But um, yeah, I loved, loved characters. And I loved, I guess I loved the actors and I love what they did with their roles. Everyone played their roles to the motherfucking teeth. Yes. And I love the romance. Yes, oh, it was cute. Caleb and what was her name in the movie? In the um, movie, Isha. Isha, yep. Child, how cute. That was because very cute. I remember right before they had kissed, um the so what I loved was we love the cinematography and mm-hmm. also the directing how he kept uh doing zoom shots on their hands getting closer and closer I was like okay what y'all foreshadowing what y'all foreshadowing and I remember two scenes before that Isha was talking to Cole and I was like she sound like she flirting. I said, <laughs> she sound like she flirting a little bit, but I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the case is. But I felt the flirtiness in her yeah. voice, which is, a, which is, um, shout out to Ivana Mercedes. Mm-hmm. That's acting right there. She, subtlety. It was really good. To actually be a Fletcher Street writer, not necessarily an actress. Like she killed that. I could mm-hmm. hear the flirtatiousness in her voice. Yep. But you know, I didn't know where it was going to go until two scenes later when they actually showed them kiss. I was like, yes. okay. So there yes. were just little moments in the movie that made me smile. Like I said, I was crying throughout the whole thing. Yes. That whole scene where um, Idris, so I forgot the character who was in the wheelchair. But oh, they I'm got trying to find in, him now. He I think was his so name good. was Kurt in the movie. He okay. was an actual, he's an actual Fletcher Street um writer as well i think amazing yeah, he was an actual flesh street writer he was amazing too mm-hmm. he was the one who actually whipped caleb into shape caleb's character mm-hmm. and got him teaching him how to shovel shit and mm-hmm. do all that he's supposed to do um but that scene where they actually got him back on a horse beautiful so beautiful i cried I, yeah. the entire Ooh. time it was amazing the shots the cinematography the score all of it put together made a beautiful scene and then also at the end after smush or smoosh was um they they were burying him and putting his cowboy boots on the grave and then the way everyone was there and Mm -hmm. Cole finally stood on the horse while they're at the grave site the score in that scene just shoot the tears i mean it was a perfect that yes. was perfect a damn near perfect scene to me yes one of the most perfect scenes i've ever um witnessed um i'd say ever yeah everything fell into place to make that scene absolutely beautiful so yeah there were some beautiful moments um now i'm going all over the place but I'm just talking. in terms of of just moving all there's just beautiful moments so um Mm-hmm. We can talk about themes. So one mm-hmm. of the themes that we continue to hear throughout the movie, they were talking about gentrification. 
So yeah. that was one of the big things in the movie was that they, the city of Philadelphia was trying to gentrify their stables. And right. they actually did. I think they mm-hmm. are doing it in real life right now, yep. which is why I need to donate yep. um, to, to the Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club so they can keep their, yep. their, their area. So at the mm-hmm. end, the actor who was actually a Fletcher Street rider who played church, the man in the wheelchair, he mm-hmm. talked about how the horses were there before everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We were there yeah. before everybody. Who's there for everybody? And now the city's trying to move them out. So there were little pockets of dialogue mm-hmm. that was placed throughout the movie to talk about gentrification. So they talked about it all as a group. Yeah. Um, and there were just little uh, scenes or one-liners that I caught here and there. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and real quick, uh, the the cowboy who was in the wheelchair, his character name is Paris, and he, let's see, his name is uh, Jamil uh, Partris, Paratis, Paratis, Paratis. Yes, Shout out to him. he was. Amazing. He was really good. He was so um, good. But he was Paris in the movie, and like I said, mm-hmm. he was an actual Fletcher Street writer. Mm-hmm. But he talked about, you know, how they have been there forever. Some horses have been there forever and now they're trying to get moved out. Right. So I loved how they kept the theme of gentrification. They kept it up as a topic to show that it's a real thing. Like, motherfuckers, like, be trying to take some shit that, first of all, this whole country was gentrified from the beginning, bitch. So, I mean, that's a word. Took, okay. From the beginning. Took him. But, it's very sad to see, you know, we, first of all, you don't really see urban cowboys and one of the few black urban cowboy um, operations that exist in this country, they trying to take and yeah. turn it into a fucking vegan fucking barbecue. <laughs> Bitch, don't worry, I'm gonna keep that shit. Keep it. Keep that shit. I want it. So... <laughs> love now i'm talking about something else completely but i just love how they talked about gentrification so much in the movie um because it's very important we need to speak about it and we need to talk about it because it's a real thing that's happening and it is happening to this riding club in philly so Mm -hmm. love how that was a ongoing theme and also Mm -hmm. i guess another theme they talked about was urban life for young black men and like i said i personally would have they had free reigns to do anything that they wanted to do. And I wish right. they would have done things just a little tad bit different. Mm. How many times have we seen a hood story? Yeah. We seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um, niggas be living it. So would have loved them to kind of flip it just to show black boys that they don't have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah. take different routes. Yeah. Um, but they did touch on, you know, urban life for young black men and how a lot of times, Selling drugs is the only way to reach your dreams. Like Smoosh had his dream of um, owning ranches and stuff and buying land. Like sometimes that is the reality. A lot of times that is the reality. Um, but not for everybody, but there is different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But they did touch upon, you know, that reality for a lot of young Black men in urban environments um, in America. Mm-hmm. So those were some good themes that I caught and I love how they didn't make it too preachy, Yeah, which is sometimes um, a flaw that I see in some movies that are heavily based around certain themes. Yep. To preachy, I love how they kind of made it seem very authentic. It was a very authentic and raw movie, which is what I liked. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Love that. And then I guess this goes into tone as well. Had a very mm-hmm. gritty tone. Yes. Gritty in a good way. So a lot very of times good. we see movies that are about, you know, hood shit. Mm-hmm. And the tone is gritty, but it's not always in a good way. I thought this this tone was gritty um, in a good way. Yeah. Um, it needed to be gritty because the story at times is very gritty. Mm-hmm. But they found a way to still make it very heartwarming. Yes. Which, um, it's very hard to do. So yeah, shout out to them. So uh-huh. that's my take. What is your take on this? Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. Um, just adding to what you said on themes like gentrification and um, you know, just how the the I, I loved how they were explaining the importance of their like preserving their story, preserving their history, right? Yeah. And a lot of times people don't understand like gentrification is not just pushing people out and, you know, it is about pushing people out who cannot afford the rent anymore, but also it's a story of erasure, right? You're you're, you're once they're not there yeah. anymore, you forget that story, you know? And a lot of us don't even have a chance to forget it. I would have never known of the stories of an urban cowboy if this movie wasn't made and known that it was based on something real and that this is a culture in Philadelphia and this is, you know what I mean? This is a part of history. And so when you move, when you when gentrification happens, not only are you losing um, people who create that culture, you're, you're losing that culture. So it's important to preserve that. And that's why, again, you know, we have the description of uh, the Fletcher Urban Writing Club in the description, donate, because this is the organization organization that has been there for years. It's a part of history. It's part of Black history. And it's a part of um, the community that helps the young people because of this, right? Um, Now, going into the tone, you're correct. Gritty. Yes. Agreed. And it was gritty in a very beautiful way. And I think that points to the Mm -hmm. cinematography that points to the intentional use of lighting. Um, You know, I think also with the grittiness, because you saw like, okay, we are looking at a form of poverty, but it doesn't have to always look down upon like usually is. And they took the time to make it look good, which I appreciated mm-hmm. that. I really, really appreciated that. We knew that it was tough, but we didn't, I didn't feel like it was an ugly place, right? It was still a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, and I think they did um, a great job of, of doing that. And I also think the pace, because they, they slowed a lot of things down, helped with the tone, right? It helped with making it feel raw, making it feel authentic um, to the story, even though, you know, parts of it was fiction from a um, book, but because they preserved um, the pace and the tone, it made it feel super, super genuine um, to this community. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the only thing I would have to add of, on on tone for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. guys, I mean, it's an amazing movie. I super mean, we're good. doing whole think pieces on the shit right now. Okay. Telling you <laughs> yeah. that it was amazing. I mean, yeah, it was there's good. so many different layers to the movie that we have been breaking down in our mm-hmm. review but I mean I would love to see what you guys think what do yeah. you guys uh gather from the movie there's still so much more that could be unpacked but the fact that you can sit here and have you know these beautiful discussions just mm-hmm. based off of this movie tells you that it's a very important movie it's very impactful and it's a story that needs to be told um and it, it was just so ugh, so beautifully done a lot of the times when hollywood gets a hold of something Mm. that is actually a thing especially if it has to do with black folks right they they turn it 
it's Hollywood. They Hollywood. Yeah. They make it to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it becomes almost a caricature of the actual thing that's supposed to be about. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. But with this movie, it was so raw, so authentic. I actually felt like I got a true depiction yeah. of this culture in Philadelphia, which was the beautiful thing about it. It did not seem super Hollywood. The fact that, like I said, they used actual writers helped a lot and just the dialogue um the scenes that they had together everything together um made a very real picture of this culture so I'm really glad that they did not Hollywood this movie up because they could have they could have but they took the route of being real niggas and I appreciate that beautiful I mean I'm now obsessed I'm about to go see if I can get my horse back <laughs> because oh, no. a bitch want to ride too. A bitch <laughs> want to ride too with y'all, okay? Um, but if I'm ever in Philly, I'm definitely going to check them out. I I stand, yeah, I absolutely stand. And Method Man looked the fuck good. I truly mentioned did, did I mention this at all that mm. he looked the fuck good? Yeah, he played a police officer. Um. Which he did a good thought job. he was a fuck nigga, but he actually turned out to be a real nigga. Right. In the end, he was just doing his job. But um, he had on his police uniform with the cowboy hat and looking the fuck good. So we stand that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, beautiful, ugh, amazing, amazing movie. Impacted me in a way that I didn't expect it to impact me. Mm-hmm. So that's always very uh very good that's how you know you found the gem of a movie so mm-hmm. um waited very long for to watch this movie and and it did not disappoint whatsoever yeah. actually exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. so i'm very excited about that mm-hmm. um, you have anything to add about it yeah i mean the only i thought it was well done overall worth a watch um there were some moments like you said back uh if i would have chosen different uh decisions in terms of how the parents treated uh the main character yeah, I'm sure, yeah i hated that of um, i know that there was probably um they wanted to create some more conflict you know and that allowed you know caleb's sort of uh caleb's character cole to sort of grow give a little bit more growth uh through the story um yeah but other than that i thought it was very well done it should be well watched um it should be um for those of us who are creators um studied and looked and see and look at how you know the shots um you know angles and all that stuff they did a they did a really really good job on that and yeah it is definitely um yeah it's definitely worth it they did a good job yeah there's so much piggybacking off that there's so much to study Mm -hmm. with this film i could talk probably for another couple hours about this movie, but I won't bore right. y'all. There is, yeah, there's so, yeah. there's a lot. There's there's mm-hmm. probably a couple more watches mm-hmm. that can be done um, and a couple more think pieces and mm-hmm. case studies that can be done off this movie. There's, there's a lot to unpack here in the most beautiful way. So yeah. shout out to everyone involved in this movie. We mm-hmm. love it and we really hope that y'all check it out. I think yes. it was, so I just watched it today right before mm-hmm this recording it was number four hey. um, on Netflix top 10 so mm-hmm. y'all keep running them numbers up yes. I, I think I, I watched it on Sunday and I think it was like one or two so maybe yeah. at, you know the yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So by the time y'all listen to this, it'll probably have been out mm, maybe a week or so. A yeah. Over a week. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be almost a week um, by the time y'all hear this. So run them numbers up, y'all. Yeah. It's an amazing movie and mm-hmm. definitely deserves to be watched. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are done with our review. Yeah. All right. We're going to break. That's right. We'll be back. And we are back with our last segment, y'all. It be like that. We at the end. But as you know, at the end, we have our niggas you should know segment. If you don't know what that is, that is a segment where we give our flowers to black and brown people who are killing it in the industry. They could be actors, uh, film directors, DPs, um, set designers, whoever we think. Um, and we usually pick them uh, from this episode. So um, yeah, you will recognize the names because you heard them earlier because we were um, talking about a Concrete Cowboy. So uh, my nigga, you should know her name name is Ayana Mercedes. She is the actress in Concrete Cowboy. Um, She is an actual Concrete Cowboy that came on and joined the cast. It was very little. I mean, she's spanking new, like spanking, spanking new. I went to IMBD. They, They were like, girl, this is all we have on her. She just came out of the box fresh on you hoes but killing um, i mean truly she's a gorgeous gorgeous young lady um and i looked up um this is an article from the guardian as they were covering uh the story of the movie coming out and um she is a a self-described cowgirl okay um she's (laughs) actually a member of uh the black horseman uh ship communities a part of the uh urban fletcher uh writing club and um she was a great addition to the film um she debuted alongside idris elba how you gonna start off in the game like fresh fresh in hollywood like yeah you know me and idris in this little film little streaming service netflix i'm like god damn so talent oozing out of her um and the amazing thing is that she has history with uh, Fletcher Street. Um, Ayanna Mercedes' great uncle was a writer at Fletcher Street in the 1950s and 60s. So this way back. Mm. And she, even in this article, she talks about how her mother um, took her to the stables, you know, and it was something that was passed down from generation to generation. And she's been writing ever since. Um, and so, you know, she took it all the way um, and took her first professional lesson at the age of eight. You know what I mean? So this is something that has been a part of her for a long time, a part of the um, city. And it's just amazing to see her um, in this uh, movie with these big stars and honestly shine um, in being the love interest and um, really capturing the subtlety of the character. It was really, really, really good. Um, Even in this article, she pointed out like, you know, we have all the Westerns you know, about the white people, the John Waynes and how they're kind of solidified characters, even heroes in the culture. And usually, you know, black cowboys and black cowgirls are not highlighted. So um, Yvonne Mercedes is a fabulous, fabulous uh, cowboy out of Philly, cowgirl from Philly, excuse me. And um, I believe we're going to see her in more amazing things. And I cannot wait. I cannot Wait. So shout out to her, mm-hmm. uh, Ivana Mercedes from Concrete Cowboys. Did an amazing job. And that is most certainly um, a nigga you should know. Yes. So mm-hmm. shout out to her. 
Mm-hmm. Make sure you are looking, okay, and searching mm-hmm. and watching her career. Okay? okay. So mine, who y'all know, y'all should know this nigga, Caleb McLaughlin, hey. the young man who starred in this in Concrete Cowboy as Cole. Mm-hmm. He is widely known for playing Lucas Sinclair in Stranger Things, which was the probably one of the biggest TV hits that we've seen in the past decade or so. Yep. Um, Stranger Things is huge. Mm-hmm. So he became an instant uh, mega celebrity from that. All the kids from that became yeah. instant mega celebs. So um, he also uh, played young Simba in the broad on Broadway. Go off um, when he was like a baby, baby. <laughs> oh, they got the him stage. early on yes, the stage. Playing Go off, young Simba in the Broadway um, production amazing and yeah so concrete cowboy was his third movie so his first movie was a short film and then his second one he was in high flying bird which is another netflix film and then mm-hmm. his third movie so he's only been in i guess he's only been in two movies which is oh crazy. wow for him to be as uh popular and famous as he is yeah. he's only been in two movies that blows my mind that's crazy um which shows the range of uh stranger things this man mm-hmm. is wildly popular and i'm mm-hmm. thinking this man has a big ass filmography no this is his second movie okay mm-hmm. so um i had a bunch of like guest spots and little shows and then he also played young Ricky Bell in the New Edition story. If you guys caught that back in 2017, I watched it. I liked it. It was on BET. He played the the young Ricky Bell with a bunch of other really talented young black male um, actors. Mm-hmm. So y'all gonna see this man, and like I said, he's widely popular from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So y'all gonna see him in a lot more, especially after this. He showed his dramatic chops in this. Yep in this film he yep. showed that he can be a leading man because he's a man now which is terrifying. disrespectful terrifying. to me that he just grew the fuck up like that mm-hmm. didn't like that no. don't appreciate it i need a warning um not. before <laughs> but um yeah he showed y'all that he can be a leading man he showed y'all that he can be dramatic okay yep. he is really giving the gals something to love in concrete cowboys so y'all will definitely be seeing him in a lot more films i'm pretty sure from this pretty mm-hmm. sure he's gonna get some nominations from this mm-hmm. movie um because he was he was really good because stranger mm-hmm. things like they don't really showcase him as well as they they should i think. i agree he's the only black kid there they introduced his younger sister priya ferguson who was the breakout star amazing truly but he, before that, he was like the only fucking black character and they don't utilize him as well as they should. Um, so I'm glad that he's being able to showcase his talents in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely expect to see more of him. And if y'all listen to Netflix, do more with Caleb and Stranger Things because the fuck, yep. fuck, he's talented as fuck. Yep. And he deserves a lot more. So, but anyways, he is going to get his bag either way and mm-hmm. watch out for this young man okay Caleb yes. yes 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 okay y'all that's are the niggas those are the niggas you should know and that is the end of our show um thank you so much for rocking with us uh you can catch us on all the things tinseltown tea facebook twitter uh instagram we not on tiktok i don't know 
got enough energy to do that because y'all kids, whoo, I can't keep up. But um, yeah. y'all should follow Corey on TikTok though. Um, <laughs> girl, I, I released uh, what two videos a month, and they be late as fuck. I'm late on the trends, y'all. Girl, <laughs> it I'm is a little, fine. Getting a little too old right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is all good so yeah catch us on all the things tell us what you think um open to you know y'all communicating we love y'all thank y'all for listening and trying to think if there's anything else that i'm missing as of right now no i think we're good we're good to go that is it yeah that is it thank y'all for Mm -hmm. listening and for the support as usual Uh, make sure that you check out concrete cowboy on netflix if you haven't already Hopefully you watched it first before you listen to this because uh, spoilers was often through here. Oh, mad spoilers. So hopefully you watched it first before. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't, sorry. Now you can go back with more discernment, right? With a more analytical yes. eye. You can see all the beautiful things that we discussed while you're watching it for the first time. And also, I cannot stress this enough, check out Fletcher Street um, Urban Riding Club, okay? Link is in the description. It is the third link that you're going to see under sources. Y'all, please mm-hmm. donate, do whatever you can, spread the word. We need to raise awareness for this organization because we don't want them to be erased. No. Like they've said, they have been here forever mm-hmm. and deserve all the love, all the praise and all the support that we can muster. Mm-hmm. So saying it again, make sure you donate and check out the Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club in Philly, y'all. Yes. And with, and with that, that mm. yeah, we're done. Uh, <laughs> bye, y'all. Bye.